Welcome to the Fat Guys with Smokers podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm John. We're a couple of overweight barbecue enthusiasts trying to share our love for sweet and smoky food with the world. Thanks for hanging out with us as we talk about life, share recipes, successes, and failures that have all led to our love of cooking outdoors. Welcome everybody to the Fat Guys with Smokers podcast. I'm Mike here with John. You nailed that. I, I feel good about it. I'm going to be honest. Great intro. I feel good about it. Uh, sitting in the parade chairs today, John. I know. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I feel like I'm just, I have no posture, but I'm super comfortable. I was going to say, I kind of <laughs> love them. <laughs> These are chairs that John and Haley got for our float in the parade. How's the parade, John? I had fun. Was it everything you imagined it would be? Um, I don't know. I was, I mean, I was down for it, mostly because it was making you so uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. Um, so I wasn't dreading it the way you were dreading it. <laughs> but I had, I had fun. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I thought it would be awkward and we'd get there and it's a town where we know Almost everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we had fans. Just, I mean, friends. I don't know if you'd even call them fans, but really good friends on every every corner of the of the parade route. So it was good to feel support, but also well, kind of awkward. To, it was good to feel support, but it also like there were a lot of people that saw the float, saw what it was, and they were just like. I like those guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I felt like we connected with a lot of people. Yeah. For sure. Lots of uh, lots of guys. There was one guy. Did you see the guy? He was on the corner. Uh, hit on the second corner of the parade. Okay. That had, uh, had like a shirt with cut off sleeves and larger rotund guy. Uh-huh. And he was just like, my people. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He was pretty excited about us being there. It was fun. I felt a little awkward, but I had Hallie there. She was my little awkwardness buffer, and she was just felt like a princess waving at everybody. So. Yeah, yeah. Clay got on there at the end, and uh-huh. he was he was rocking it. It was it was good. So let's talk about the float a little bit. <laughs> John did basically everything. I was I was feeling. Pretty like small town, little redneckish, mm-hmm. um, as we were putting together the float. I think it looked great. I it looked good, but so we got banners printed out that said, you know, Fat Guys with Smokers podcast. It had the logo, had a QR code to scan and subscribe, mm-hmm. um, and I put shameless. Uh, Advertising on the back of it for Hayden Barbecue, trying to get some pellet sales to go. As well, you should have. Um, so that looked nice. Like we built some wood frames behind it, yeah. put it there. Yeah, it looked very nice. Um, and then the day before, Haley was like adamant that we do something. Like I was just planning on us standing up there and waving at people, and mm-hmm. like that was going to be it. But she was like, you have to have something to sit on. Like, you need, like, a love seat or something. I was like, 
Okay. Can you imagine the two of us just snuggled up on a love seat? Just <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, by love seat, I think you mean couch. Because yeah, full size. Yeah, because Mike and I would be sitting on each other's laps. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's bad enough on Sundays up there on, on yeah. the stand. Yeah, poor Bishop. But, uh, yeah, so Haley was adamant. So we went to to the DI Desert Industries. It's goodwill for our non-Utah followers. Yeah, or Salvation Army. Yep. So we went in and... There was a, I mean, it was, it was ugly, man. It was a, almost like a denim type fabric, but it had um, this horrible floral print on it and like a bunch of oak, like accents on the arms and stuff. Mm. Something that your great grandmother definitely had in her house. Everybody's great grandmother had in her house, for sure. Um, And Haley was looking at that and then I saw... I saw these two orange chairs. Yep. That were twelve dollars each. <laughs> <laughs> um, down down at the end of the furniture section. So I had a couch when Haley and I got married. Mm-hmm. That was made from this orangish velour material. I love it. It was a sleeper sofa. Uh-huh. And I love that thing. It was like, it was the best nap couch. Hmm. Right length, arm was just high enough to put your head on. It was perfect. Sure. Haley hated it. She wasn't a fan, huh? Because of looks or because of performance? Uh, because of looks. Hmm. Yeah, she didn't, she didn't even want to sit on the couch. Because hmm. it looked gross? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Anyways, when we moved into our house, I got rid of it, mm. and it broke my heart a little bit. So to have her adamant about us getting something mm-hmm. and seeing these, I knew, I knew it was a match in heaven. Yeah. And then she had the audacity to the make audacity. a comment. You want to tell everyone what Haley said? If I recall, Haley said. Yeah, those seem about on brand. I'm not sure how to take that. I'm a little offended by it, I think. But also, <laughs> after here we hate, are sitting in them. So. After she hated on my couch so hard. <laughs> um, but yeah. So. I feel like these were the lazy boys of the 50s, maybe? I don't know. 70s, 80s? When people know. were a little smaller, maybe? Yeah, they're old, but Hobbit hey, lazy boys. they're still comfy. I like them. I'm a big fan. I do. I mean, it's awkward trying to look at you through our microphone stuff. I know. Which will help us look at the camera a little more, I guess. But um, Also on the float, we tried to do some aromatherapy. Oh, my gosh. For I people. Got, <laughs> when we got off, I like looked at my phone, and it was just inundated with text messages. Oh, really? Of, yeah, all sorts of people that I knew that had been there. And they're like, you had the best smelling float. Heck yeah. And I was like, man, it's kind of a low bar. There are horses, you know, five, <laughs> yeah. five floats ahead of us. But, um, yeah, I got to work and um, one of my coworkers was like, I, I'm still hungry. <laughs> Just from smelling. Uh-huh. Yeah, but. So you, awesome. had, you had a genius idea, and I think you said it was Malcolm. Yeah, yeah, I saw Malcolm Reed do it once on one of his videos. 
But so we use my drum. We've talked about the ugly drum smoker before. Just has a charcoal basket in the bottom. Uh, used the propane torch, the weed burner, to light it, and it took like five seconds instead of thirty minutes, like it usually takes. Uh, so awesome. I immediately went to Harbor Freight and got me one of those. Did you really? I did. But uh, <laughs> anyway, a twenty percent uh, off coupon, man. It'll, yeah, dude. It'll do it for you. Yep. Uh, anyway. And then we got our cold hot. We dropped some hickory and some apple, right? Is that mm -hmm. what you gave me? Yeah. Um, and kind of just spread the, the wood chunks out. And then we sliced an onion in half and put it on the coals. And dude. It smelled so good. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, I mean, I don't know that it did. It probably flavored the ribs a little bit, but it was more just smelt delicious. Probably added a little bit of humidity to the drum and... I don't know that I'll ever not do that if I have an onion, no matter what I'm smoking. Like it, it was yeah. awesome. Well, and the cook finished long after the parade was done. Yeah. But like, what did the onion look like? Was it all dried up and black and charred? Yeah. Or yeah. I mean, I couldn't even see it in there, so it okay. must have kind of burnt off. Yeah, it burned itself off. But yeah, it was pretty cool. It worked out good. Yeah, and it smelled. It really did. It just smelled fantastic. It did smell good. I hope that the people on the side... My wife said she couldn't smell anything, but she has allergies most of the year. So oh, no. I, but, I, like, I got several comments about it. Oh, good. That was the plan. We wanted to try to, try to like I said, give some aromatherapy. We're going to yeah. come out with a candle soon. The Fat Guys of Smokers candle, which will be <laughs> rib smell with an onion burning. Uh, but yeah, it was all right. I mean... <laughs> would I jump right back on the float? I don't know. But it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Once we... There was another podcast in the parade. Oh, my gosh. And it Once was D&D I... a &D podcast, I believe. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And, I mean, those guys were into it. And they were dressed up. Their float looked great. And I thought, man, if these guys can have the confidence to do this, I can... I can wave at the crowd and waft my rib smoke at them. Yeah. Which, so. and right or wrong, I feel like being overweight and cooking meat is far more socially acceptable than uh, LARPing in yeah. a parade. Yeah, I agree. But, man, they, they were into it. They were, man. I gotta they had their credit. whole families dressed up. and I, yeah. I do not have the confidence required to. No. Nope. Uh, to do D&D nope. to that level. And I envy the people that do. That was pretty impressive. I've actually never played. I've heard it's fun. but Yeah, I I don't know anything about it other than what I've seen on TV. Me, me neither. So, uh, um, you know, it's funny, Mike. You say you won't jump right back on the float. There's another parade in your hometown of all places. Where I teach, man. Where I teach high school. Can you imagine the hundreds of kids I know that are going to... And if they subscribe to the podcast, like, I'm down for it. Jeez. Listen. If we get 2,000 likes... I'm not 2,000 likes. <laughs> Come on. It worked great last time. We asked for 50. We got, what, 120 or something? No, we were, like, right at 100. Oh, really? If we get 150... Okay. All right. 150. 150 or I'm out. Because 
That's a long parade, and it's a hot parade. Is it much longer? Yeah. I thought it was just down Main Street. It, it is, but it's long. Like, you go forever, and it goes slow, and there's a billion floats and stuff, so. Okay. But, anyway. I mean, we've already got the float. We do, and you did a great job, and I feel bad never using it, but. <sighs> Come on, Mikey. Come on. We'll see. 150, everybody. We'll see. I need your help. Call your friends. Call your senators. Maybe don't call your senators. Yeah, don't do that, actually. Did you know, though, my brother was going to Europe. Passport, or his passport expired. He didn't know. And they said, call your senator. And he did. He called Mitt Romney's office, and they expedited it. I did not know that was a thing. Yep, senators can, can pull some strings for you. That's pretty awesome. So... They gotta earn their bucks somehow. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, that's the first time I've ever heard of a senator doing anything useful. Like, at least for you know, come on, for I, the modern, I think senator, middle class man. Let's not get into the politics, but I think senators and like the the House of Representatives, I think they actually do more that impact local communities than any other. Yeah, you're group probably in the government. Right. You're probably right. So, go vote, everybody. That's right. You don't get to complain if you don't vote. True that. That's the only reason I vote, so that I have the right to complain. Uh, well, let's talk. Let's get off politics. Yeah, let's talk barbecue. Uh, well, you've got a shout out. I do. You, you found, yeah, a friend up north. I've been watching this guy for a while, and if, um, if I remember right. Um, he is a youper from the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. What is a youper? Someone from the Upper Peninsula oh. of Michigan. A youper. Uh, encountered many of them on my mission. Great people, but heavy, heavy, like, oh yeah, accent, you know. Uh, good people, but I believe he's one of those. Old Time Hawkeye are, is his handle. Are you sure it's youper and not upper? I'm pretty sure they say youper. Upper but, would make sense. But, but is that just because they've got bad accents? I don't know. They, they spell it Y-U-P-E-R, I think. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, so, it probably is Uber. Uber, maybe it's French. Uber? Uber. That's I don't a, think it's French. I'm pretty sure German. it's Uber. <laughs> Listen, I don't speak... You know I don't speak Spanish. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um... Sorry, everybody. No, I, I hate Instagram. Um... I was just going to look on his story. I watch him a lot. Old time Hawkeye. So he's a youper. And he'll just go on walks with his two dogs. Donnybrook and... Shoot, now I can't remember what the other one's name is. Uh, Fritz. What kind of dogs? They look like herding dogs. So Australian Shepherds, uh, Border Collies, something like that. Uh, But he'll just go like on walks and just go off the side of the trail and cook. And it looks amazing. He'll always cook on his cast iron skillet just over an open fire. Has some amazing recipes that just look phenomenal. Um, one of my favorite things to watch is him um, just make like burgers. He had some barbecue nachos on here the other day that looked phenomenal. But the best part about him is he's super chill. Like every um, every video starts with him being like, hey buddy, how are you? I hope you're doing well. And he's just super chill. 
Like, I think people legitimately listen to him as they're trying to fall asleep because he has a very, like, calming I'm just checking out voice. his mustache. Yeah, mustache is legit. Oh, the my handlebars. gosh, man. Yeah, man. Like, he'd make Luigi jealous. Yeah, dude. He is awesome. So, anyway, old-time Hawkeye. Go check him out if you haven't already. He's fun to watch. He does so much more than just cooking. Uh, but, I mean... I could watch him all day. He's just very calming to watch. So, um, yeah, that's my shout out. I'm excited. Yeah, I hadn't, I had never followed him before. So, no, I think you'll enjoy. I'm excited for. I this. found him on TikTok a few years ago, and just so calm. And you know, every video, you're just like, ah, I feel relaxed just watching. So, I know. Um, I guess. You've mentioned TikTok a couple of times. We just decided before this. Mm -hmm. We're going to TikTok, everybody. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. um, Maybe by the time this is live tomorrow? Yeah, we'll see. Maybe. It should be pretty simple, but we'll figure it out. Mike's our TikTok expert. Yeah. We'll (laughs) see how it goes. We will see how it goes. Nice. But yeah, we'll give it a shot. So check us out on TikTok. If you watch TikTok. If not, apparently the Chinese are going to steal all their information, so stay off of it, I guess. Got it. Look, folks, if you haven't figured out yet, everything's already all over the internet, so... <laughs> True that. True that. Lie to yourself all you want. Um, another thing that talking about uh, old-time Hawkeye... Reminded me of, you've got an announcement. You had, your family grew this week. Dude, we did. We grew. And, uh, yeah, it just kind of came out of nowhere. So I've got a dog, and I love him, and he's awesome. Duke. Um, Duke, great dog. Getting kind of old, and I was thinking recently, I was like, man, now that he is finally, like, behaved and well-mannered, I if I'm going to get another dog, I ought to get one now while he's still spry and can kind of hopefully teach him some things i mean thinking about that like very i don't know like i was not looking for another dog but my buddy derek uh his dog had puppies and they were giving him away for a pretty good deal and i just showed whitney and was just like hey check this out don't they look cute she's like i mean it would be a good time and so we got a little puppy. I was going to say you were like halfway to the car when, yeah. before she finished. I mean, she didn't have to fight me on it for sure. Nice. Um, but yeah, Mosby. Mosby. Named after Ted Mosby from uh, How I Met Your Mother. I think we've mentioned that on this podcast. But he's a good little dog, little chocolate lab pointer mix. So He is... One of the best looking dogs. He is totes adorbs. Yeah, he's got a great color to him. Yeah. So. Yep. We're excited. The kids love him. They're having a good time. We're learning, you know, again, how to kind of the puppy stage. They're so cute, and I think that's God's way of making you not kill them because they're also super needy and anyway. But it's good. I don't know, man. Beans is. Beans has decided that 4 a.m. is now when he wants to go to the bathroom. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. (laughs) The last couple, and it's been like the last week he's been like, just like, he's always been like 
so scheduled, like such a creature of habit, mm-hmm. um, which was fine. It was like he actually got me out of bed at 6.30 when I needed to be up and mm-hmm. so I could be to work on time. Right. Um, but yeah, it's like worked its way up to like 4 a.m. and I'm just dying. Boo. Yeah. Don't care for that. I do not care for that at all. Yeah. Moses still getting up 3 a.m. every night and then 6 a.m. in the morning. So we're working our way. It's getting better. There you go. Gets better every day. All right. What are we talking about barbecue-wise today, John? Meat. We're talking meat today. We're talking meat. Have seen that commercial with... uh... It's got Kevin Hart and I want to say Dwayne Wade, but I know it's not Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Johnson? No, it's a different basketball guy. Oh, I haven't. Anyways. Um, anyways, it's a credit card commercial and they're like, we're talking cash back in. Yeah, buddy, we're talking cash back. And that's all they say, just over and over like at a press oh. conference table. Anyways, gotcha. So we're talking meat. We're talking meat. Um, but yeah, we're, there's so many different types of cuts of meat out there mm-hmm. and different names for the same cut of meat. Yeah. Thought we'd, uh, we'd dive in on, at least on one cut of meat, we've got, a, we can talk about a couple of them, um, mm-hmm. because I learned about one, like 20 minutes before we started recording. Yeah. Um, and I closed Instagram and I'm, I don't even remember what the name of it is. Oh, uh, it was, shoot, I can't remember. It was from This Juke and Q, right? Yep. From it Adam. it or something? No, hang on. Stand it was by a flank everybody. steak, yeah, but it, it was, was the French term for flank steak. It was the steak. French term for, for flank steak. Uh-huh. Um, but while I'm looking this up, a little teaser... You want to tell everybody who's coming on the on the podcast next episode? Um, our boy Adam. Yeah. Over at this Juke and Q. Yeah. He's going to join us. Adam's legit, man. He has arrived. Yeah. He's got a cookbook. He's, uh, like, all of his food's really good. He's got seasonings. Adam, Adam's the real story. Um, so I'm excited to get him on and talk with him. He and I have been, you know, chatting on and off for years as I got into barbecue and so I'm really excited to have him on the on the podcast I'm excited I'm nervous but right Bavet yeah B-A-V-E-T-T-E Bavet Bavet Bavette I don't I don't speak French Uh, I I took one year of French in high school but doesn't matter I uh (laughs) big shock I was a lazy high school student who grew up in a house with a native Spanish speaker, so I took Spanish. You took Spanish, nice. Yeah, which was great because I really was, I was such a bum. <laughs> my sophomore year, I fell asleep in the back of my class. and Ugh, um, You're one of those. Well, so freshman year, we had the student teacher, Mr. Scott, and like we gave him a ton of crap. Um, but he was pretty chill about it. And anyways, he got hired on at the school to teach full time, and I was in his class the next year. So, because he had been a student teacher the year before, like, we probably didn't give him the respect that he deserved. Mm. Like, we're like, man, you can pretend like you're a teacher, like, you're always going to be a student teacher in our eyes, buddy. 
Uh, Boo. Anyways, he started to chew me out in Spanish, and I may have stood up and cussed him out in Spanish. Oh, wow. And he, and he, I still to this day remember him looking at me going, you speak Spanish? <laughs> um, so, not one of my finer moments as a human being. But You've it, matured a lot, John. But it was pretty funny just to look at his, like, he wasn't even mad that I had just, like, said a whole bunch of really that you dirty things anything. to him. He was like, you speak Spanish? Nice. I was like, well, I've been in your class, haven't I? <laughs> Um, so anyways, but yeah, Bavette, it was a Bavette steak or Bavette, I don't know, um, steak, but it's a flank steak and I didn't, like I had to Google it to find out what it was. So we thought it would be fun to talk about one of those cuts of meat. And I think this might actually be my favorite beef cut right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Which is saying something because, man, I love a ribeye. Mm -hmm. I love a ribeye with an intense passion, but I have been hooked on picanha in a major way lately. Picanha. I cooked my first picanha. You did? We talked about this, this over was the on, fire. It was yeah, this sweet. was on a reel. Yeah. That was the first time I had ever had it. And, dude, you you nailed Bavete. it. Bavete, it sounds Bavete. like. Bavete. Yep. Bavete. Yep. Man, you gotta love the internet. Right? I was just thinking, man, I wish we knew how to say that. And then I was like, oh, wait, it's 2023. Yeah, tell us about Picanha, John. Um, yeah, I mean, where'd it come from? You've got the notes too, but. Um, I do, but I. Yeah, so. Close them. Picanha comes, or was at least made popular in Brazil. Um, and it was. It's believed to have really gotten popular with the Brazilian cowboys. Ranching is a huge industry in South America, um, which I don't think many people realize, but Brazil and Argentina are huge beef producers. Mm -hmm. um, I've heard that. Like, it, our local beef plant is owned by a Brazilian, a Brazilian company. company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, JBS is the, I think they're the largest yeah, beef. I think so by far. Yeah, beef producer in the world. I worked there during um, student teaching. It was awesome. Was it really? It was a sweet gig. Like, I just put chubs of ground beef in a box for, like, five hours a night. Dude. And I planned so many lessons. Just mindless work. Like, I loved it. And the best part was they gave us, like, a tour of the facility before. So we watched, basically watched a cow go from walking up the chute to packages. It was pretty cool. Dude, anyway. I would I would love to get we may need to take a field trip. I know some people. I wonder if we, I was going to say I know a couple of people too. I wonder if we work all of them at the same time. Yeah. That'd be sweet. We'll have to see. If we do that, I'll get my buddy that does video. Mhm. Mm yeah, Adam Thomas. He Adam, if you're watching, listening, we owe you, man. Um but we may have to hire him to do the videography. That'd be sweet. But, yeah, I ask him all sorts of questions like, hey, what color should I paint my studio? Oh, really? <laughs> so he's the... I'm looking at studio lights. What's important to, to pay attention to? Huh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but he does all of our stuff at work. And he is a incredibly talented 
um, videographer and editor and but so Picanha mm-hmm. it is the sirloin cap sirloin cap yep and I'm pretty sure when I went to Costco to buy it I could not find anything Picanha but I could find sirloin cap yeah so that's that's important to note yep. if you're gonna go get some yeah it's, and it's at the, least here in the states yeah the top sirloin cap and Google this while I'm talking about this. There's a French name for it, too. It starts with a C, I think. Okay. Um, but so it really got popular with the with the Brazilian cowboys, the gauchos, because it was, or like it was just a cheap cut of meat that nobody really knew what to do with. Um, and the name picanha comes from the Portuguese word picanha, or Picana, if I could say that right. So picanha is the meat. Picana is the skewer that is popular in churrasco barbecue. Yeah. So Tacanos, Rodigios, Texas de Brazil, mm-hmm. any of those, the big long skewers that they bring around. Yeah, on swords. Yeah, that sword is called a picana. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where the name picanha Oh, really? I did not know that. Yep. And that's just how they cook it. It's kind of interesting. Honestly, I watched the barbecue showdown on Netflix, and that's where I saw them. They had to cook that way, the Churrasco style. Uh, And uh, that night, I was like, I want to try some picanha. And that's kind of what got it started. The French name is, I think, culotte. Yep. Which is probably not how you'd say in French, but that's what you're getting from a Hmong speaker. So There you go. Um, oh, and there it is in the notes right there. Yeah. Sorry, bro. No, it's all good. It gave me something to do. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, it's a pretty tender cut of meat. Mm-hmm. It's got a really thick fat cap mm-hmm. on it, but the meat itself is pretty lean. Yeah. Um, so it ends up being really tender, like a filet or something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that fat on it, it's got so much flavor. Yeah, and you, like, at least if you're doing it in the churrasco style with the sword, you bend it into a C, so that fat cap surrounds it mm-hmm. and just renders into it. Oh, man. Yeah. It's phenomenal. It's so good. Yeah. Um, so if you like that beef flavor, like, I think one of the best things you can put on this is just salt and pepper. Yeah. I mean, I kept it really simple. I think that's all. I, I, maybe I put some salt, pepper, garlic on it, like an AP rub or something, but man. Yeah, you do that, and then um, in Argentina or South America, like it's really popular to. Um, oh, and I just blinked. The name of the sauce that you put on it chimichurri? Chimichurri, thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Um, you put a chimichurri on it, or honestly, like just on its own. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah, I tried to make a chimichurri sauce for the first time, and it was hot garbage. So um, it was way better without it, honestly. Yeah. Well, keep practicing. Yeah, I think if I nailed it, it would probably be great. But. So let me look at the notes here. Um, the the other piece of this that like made it really popular, and this is um, you know, this churrasco barbecue, you know, it's all about sharing. Mm-hmm. So it's not a get a big skewer of meat, put it on one plate and eat it. Mm-hmm. But it's a let's cut a little bit off and 
and eat that and give some to the next guy and give some to the next guy. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like those Brazilian restaurants, they go around with that sword and you just have some tongs and they cut a little bit off and they go to the next table like yep. that. That steak feeds multiple, multiple yep. people. So it was all about sharing. Um, it was really popular in festivals and carnival. Um, but that's where Picanha really started to pick up its its popularity mm-hmm. was with the gauchos and out there cooking it over a fire just like you did. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's where it got really popular. Um, but the... That, that's the history of it. We've talked a little bit about the cut. It's kind of a triangular piece of meat. Um, I saw somebody do it whole the other day, mm. um, which was the first time I'd ever seen that. Mm. Um, and I think it's important to say, like, we talk a lot about barbecue and low and slow mm-hmm. on the podcast, but um, this is really a hot and fast cook. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, when I do, um, you know, I'm normally cooking it at least 350 if not mm-hmm. 400 degrees, and it's done fast, which is another reason I'm a huge fan. Yes, 100%. So, um, and then you end up, yeah, with these little steaks that are, you know, in a C shape, and you cut the edge off and slice into it. Dude, they're phenomenal. Like, very, very good. Yeah. Um, so, and that fat cap is is a really big piece of getting the flavor all the way through the meat. Um, Indeed. But it's it's gotten popular in a lot of places. Yeah, that's what I'm just reading. I mean, we've got uh, Portugal, Argentina. It's pretty famous. Uh, Uruguay. How'd I do? Uruguaysha. Oh, I yep. wasn't even close. No, Uruguay is how you say it in English. Uruguay. U.S., Japan, South Korea, Southeast Asia. Those are my people. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, Vietnam and Thailand, It's uh, it's gotten popular as well. But It's yeah. not an overly expensive cut either. So I, I went to Costco the other night, and I'm trying to do something about my weight. I will still be a fat guy. No matter what I do, I will always be a fat guy. Um, but I'm trying to shed a few Libres. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was walking through the meat department and, geez, man, all of the steaks were at least, you know, like the sirloins were 10 bucks a pound. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm like, I don't want to spend this. I mean, he, yeah. even the like flank skate flank steak and skirt steak were mm-hmm. like 12 and 13 dollars a pound which just seemed really? ridiculous good heavens but the picanha was 6.99 a pound really i was like i can get behind this yeah, absolutely um like i i know ribeyes and ribros are gonna be expensive right um, and you know, chuck's normally pretty inexpensive and brisket's gotten really inexpensive lately mm-hmm. um but to have more of that steak instead of a roast mm-hmm. experience, man, you can't go wrong with picanha, and it'll it'll feed a crowd. Yeah, and I mean, and you kind of hit on this, but you uh, you can skewer it, and that's awesome and really fun. But you cook it like a steak. I mean, it's it's bomb. Like yeah. hot and fast, seared on both sides, done quick. 
you don't even need to smoke it. You could just sear it on the blackstone. Yeah. It'd be I, great. Yeah. I mean, it is a little thick. That mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to take more than... It's probably going to take more than, you know, the 12 minutes that you can cook a yeah, one-inch steak in. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, certainly in less than 20 minutes, you're, yeah. you're going to be eating fantastic beef. Yeah. Um, maybe this doesn't apply, but what goes well with picanha? Like, sidewise, sauce-wise? Um... Well, sauce-wise, chimichurri. Yeah, right. Which so we chimichurri is um, it's an oil-based sauce with. Um, I'm gonna get this wrong now, and Danny's gonna yell at me, except Danny's not gonna listen. Danny, a big chimichurri fan. Well, Danny uh, sp- spent two years in Argentina. Is so that where served, it's from? Yeah, he served his mission in in Argentina. Okay. So, I I served mine in Peru, and we ate some meat, but. Um, Peruvians are not big on bold flavors. Really? Yeah. Hmm. A lot of chicken and rice. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's healthy. And rice and chicken. And some chicken and rice. Pollo y arroz. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. Ate a lot of that stuff. And soup. Which I am not, I was, I have never been a big soup fan. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when soup is the meal. Right. But especially when it's, 115 degrees with oh, yeah. 98% humidity in the rainforest. Gross. No, um, thank you. Yeah. Taking a um, drink just because that makes me thirsty thinking about it. <laughs> Tell me, there is a there is a reason I came home. Uh, so I left on my mission, I think I was 315. Mm-hmm. I came home at 185 pounds. Good heavens. I mean... I had an amoeba and two tapeworms, but. <laughs> Have you seen that office where Kelly, like, is trying to lose weight? She's like, Creed sold me a tapeworm. <laughs> then it cuts immediately to Creed, and he was like, that wasn't a tapeworm. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it, uh, it is one of the best diets out there. The tapeworm diet? The tapeworm diet. You heard it here first, folks. The yeah. tapeworm diet. Highly, we'll be selling that in our Amazon store. So, <laughs> highly, <laughs> highly don't recommend that. It was a. The weirdest part was like, and I won't even tell that story. Hmm. Let's just say how I got rid of it was not fun. Yeah, I remember you telling me about it. That was disgusting. Yeah. Um, um, what were we but talking chimichurri. about? Chimichurri. Yes. <laughs> Stuff with picanha. Yeah. So chimichurri, uh, it's uh, olive oil, parsley, mm-hmm. cilantro. Cilantro, um, garlic, and uh, crushed red pepper. Yeah, red pepper flakes. Yeah, I think are kind of the key components. A lot of salt. Yeah, some, some black pepper. A lot of different things that people put in, but I think that's the basics of it. Yeah. So you take all of that, you blend it up or mash it up in a in a mortar and pedestal, and mm-hmm. um, you get some really great herby flavors that pair well with with beef and. Mm-hmm. And the salt that you've got there. Yeah, um, when I tried to make it, I I think either my olive oil was bad or I just used too much of it because all I could taste was olive oil and it mm. was pretty gross. Yeah. So um, I'll keep working on my chimichurri game. Yeah. The other thing that I think would be fantastic with it um, are like some roasted potatoes. Oh yeah. No. Big yeah. fan of. Uh, I'm a really big fan of the little like baby potatoes. Yeah. 
getting those and cooking them a, a little bit and then smashing them and like grilling them so they're a little crispy. Interesting. I've never done that. That sounds great. Yeah. We should have done that for our uh, potato salad. You mean the one that I dumped on the deck? Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to bring it up, John, because I'm still a little bitter. But hey, man, I am still mad about it. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, if you, if you want to go on a wild ride, go watch the Trigger Day episode. <laughs> you, wah, wah. Yeah. Little, little Blair Witch uh, <laughs> project filming. <laughs> That's exactly how it was. I'm so scared right now. Oh, yeah. We learned a lot. We learned that we cannot be the star of the show and the cameraman. Yep. Yep. We can leave the camera alone. Mm-hmm. Or uh, we need a cameraman. Yep. So so we'll be taking applications. Um, send them to John. Make sure you have three references. And your best John impression. Best John impression? I don't know. It's the first thing that came to my mind. I was trying to think of an actor, and then suddenly I just saw you and said John. See, I, was, I went to Kevin on The Office. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the chili episode. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I spent all day. It's pretty much the only thing that I'm good at. Oh, shoot. Um, I can't find my shoes. <laughs> they were destroyed, sir. They had to be incinerated. Oh, shoot. Um, anything else on Picanha? You want to hit on? No, I think that uh, those are the big parts. Um, yeah. Like, it's, if you haven't tried it, go try it and let us know. Yeah, try it out. Like, it's, I love hearing the story, especially like something like a bunch of farm boys out in the, out in the field, mm -hmm. like kind of took this scrap piece of meat that nobody liked. And now it's like, it's everywhere. Yeah. It's good. It's not overly expensive because it is one of those pieces. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you just, you buy, it's almost like a roast. You probably already talked about this and then you just slice it up and yeah. turn it into seas. Pretty good stuff. Yep. Bend it over and stick it on a skewer and cook her on up. Speaking of things nobody likes, I was talking to a guy today that lived in South Africa for a while. And this could be interesting. Yeah. They ate something that he called Smiley. And I don't know if that's a name he gave it or what the locals call it. But they take the head of a goat. Oh, man. They take a weed burner and just burn the hair off of it. Mm -hmm. And then they cut it in half. They take the brains out and rub it all over, like, the cheek meat. Yeah. And then they roast it. I think he, I can't remember if he said they boil it or they roast it for like two or three hours. He said it was phenomenal. He said I had to help prepare it and I was like dry heaving most of the time. And I took everything I had to try it, but it was really good. Um, I'm going to give the credit to the cheek meat. Yeah. Not the brains <sighs> or the burnt hair. Look, man, I... <laughs> I will eat almost anything once. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, I may not go back for seconds unless my wife made it, and then I have seconds of everything she makes for the first time. Yep, and it's the best thing ever. Yep. Um, 
and while I was in Peru, man, I ate, I ate grubs. I ate all sorts of weird fish, and I ate kui, which is basically wild guinea pig. Really? It's delicious. Hold on to this, because I think we should just do an episode about crazy crap you ate and crazy crap I ate. And see what else we, we can, can do find. that. I've that would got, be actually pretty sweet. I mean, I ate some really weird stuff. It's crazy that we haven't talked about this because I had a kid in my class that moved to Peru for like three months this year and came back and was like, oh, dude, guinea pig is everywhere. We, I think we did talk about this. Oh, did we? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's I'm, right. That's right. Right on like the foothills of the mountains in the jungle. Like they're everywhere. That's crazy. And they just eat them. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, I mean, it's like being in the South and eating a squirrel. And it's good, huh? It's it's way good. Really? Yeah. Interesting. We should see if my neighbors will let us borrow one of theirs. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> not <laughs> that good, huh? Not. I, I am not <laughs> buying a domestic guinea pig for, <laughs> for research, uh, John. Just kidding. That'd be really sad. Um, But where I drew the line was one of the... They... Had a table that had a hole in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. That it was a. Uh, they would bring a monkey in oh. alive. What? Put the head up and push this collar in around and crack it open and eat raw brains. Are you for real, Indiana Jones style? Yeah, man. Holy cow! They did that, and I was just like, I'm out. I'm like, just raw, or did they cook no, it? Oh, it was raw. What? Like, that cannot be USDA approved. Maybe they were just messing with me. <laughs> like, maybe, like, it was this big joke and, like, it was like, let's scare the missionaries. I can tell you it worked. I was terrified. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was. Dude. It was unworldly. That, but I, I went down and I think we've talked about Connie Crick and mm-hmm. his. Uh, yeah. You can eat anything with a with a, enough Casey masterpiece. I there is not enough Casey masterpiece in the world to get me to try just that. eat raw monkey brains, dude. I say I second what you said. There's not a lot that I will not try. I don't think I could have touched that. that no, I. That's the wildest thing ever. It was crazy. It was Jeez. the craziest experience I ever had. Holy and cow! And I got mugged and. Beat up druggies, like. Ugh. That's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, I'm sure it's a delicacy. I'm sure it's a great experience if that's how you grew up. I just. Yeah, not so much. Yeah, Yeah, not for me. Hmm. So, on that disgusting note. I know. Let's talk about another kind of meat. Um, you had come up with a kind of a, a list of other ones too. I did. I just threw a couple on here that I thought we could. Um, I mean that we could talk about real quick. We've talked. I feel like we've talked a lot about tri-tip. We have. That's one that I that I thought of when we we're just thinking of different yeah. types of meat. Well, and it's funny because tri-tip's really popular in the Western United States. Mm-hmm. Like you can't find it east of the Mississippi. Yeah, I think it's like a very California. I guess yeah. it was, was kind of where it was a big California cut. Yeah. So a lot of those big barbecue guys probably don't do a ton of tri-tip, but mm-hmm. I did tri-tip for Father's Day, and I have no regrets. Like, it's phenomenal. It's awesome. It's very good. Um, 
John, what do you know about oxtail? Mm, like really nothing. Like I, I know it's, it is literally from the tail, um, and typically braised, I believe. Mm-hmm. Like it's. A, it seems like that's what I've seen it like boiled, like braised, yeah, and yeah, in like deliciousness. Yeah, it's in soups and stews, and uh, mm-hmm. but it's. I really don't know very much at all about oxtail. Me neither. Maybe we should do a little research on that. But we should. I uh, I've never tried it. I just wondered if it was any good. It looks like it's kind of expensive though, so I don't know if I would really get into it. But okay. uh, everything that I've seen on it is like in a stew. Yeah. One of those things they just chuck in there, let it boil down, make a delicious yeah. stew with but, different stuff in it. Yeah, it's a lot of bone. There's a lot of bone marrow there, so you're going to get a lot of flavor out of it. Mm-hmm. So, but, mm. um, Your next one on here is another one that people are always grossed out about when they see it at the, at the, the grocery store. Yeah. I like tongue. Really? I've had, yeah. How do you prepare tongue? Um, I've actually never made it, but like it's a little bit of a process because you, and I'm trying to remember everything about it, um, but it's really popular in, in Mexican food. Well, um, and cow tongue has that really rough exterior, right? Yeah, so you've got to peel it. So you okay. like you boil it first, and then you shock it in cold water, and that kind of helps that rough exterior membrane uh-huh. separate from the inner like muscle meat. Okay. So then you cut off that membrane and that, like, the taste bud looking grossness. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the meat inside that you continue to cook. And I think a lot of times you it gets braised again or cooked mm-hmm. in a pressure cooker. Like, it's a tough piece of meat. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it makes sense. It's like a solid muscle. Well, yeah. And any muscle, the more the muscle gets used... Mm-hmm. The, the tougher that piece tougher of meat is. Be, yeah. And the tongue, I mean... Used quite a bit all in the day, cow. All day, every day, right? Yeah. Um, I, uh... But you do that? Get it tender and then sear it off on a grill and chop it up, put it in some tacos? I had... I can get on board with that. There was this taco place when I was growing up that came to town. And they had tongue lingua tacos. Is that how you say lingua? Uh-huh. Language tacos. And uh, me and my buddy were like, dude, we got to try it. Like, we can do it. And I couldn't. Like, I ate it, but I couldn't get past the fact that it was a tongue. And I feel like I didn't give it a fair yeah, shot. Because it's, it's got a different texture to it. And in my mind, it was just like, I don't think I can do this. Yeah, it's a little, like, it's a little bit tougher piece of meat, but it's, it's really cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you can... I mean, Santos, Pacos, yeah. Rancheritos, any of those places. It's all over. Yeah, any of the Mexican places here in town that do tacos. Yeah. Um, my uh, my buddy was telling me he remembers eating it growing up. Like, his da- his mom would just throw it and boil it for, like, three hours. And then they'd just chop it up and eat it. Mm-hmm. He said it, was, it wasn't bad. Like, it wasn't bad at all. Yeah. But, hmm. Yeah. Um... Cheek meat we talked about. Yeah, cheek meat. That's where the money is at, man. Yeah. Beef, it's creepy. It's yeah. creepy looking at it, but. Beef cheeks, pork cheeks, goat goat cheeks are really good. Apparently. Um, 
the whole rubbing the brain on it. It's kind of weird. Yeah, but, yeah, um, I wouldn't be on board for that. Or the burning of the hair. I just feel like smelling burnt hair is not going to turn my taste buds no, on. No, that's... Yeah, I mean, you've smelled burnt hair before. Yeah. Like, that's the same Yeah, smell. I've been out branding. It's not a good experience. Yeah. Well, like, that's the same smell that you have, like, from a cautery tool in an operating room. Mm. Like, I was pre-med for a long time in my life thinking that's what I wanted to do and spent a lot of time shadowing in operating rooms. Um, that smell, man, every time, like, I would do everything I could to, like, prepare myself and always the first cut and like yeah it was just like yeah no i'm gonna be fine let's move on yeah dude burning flesh no thank you that was a so i did lasik in the Mm. middle of covid um and they offered me volume before i went in i was like no like i don't really like that stuff anyways um I just don't like that feeling of not being in control of myself and like feeling like i'm floating right yeah um so I turned down the volume and they're like, okay, like that's fine. And I got in there and I was fine. Procedure started and like, it's super fast. Um, but I almost like freaked out because I could smell the burning from my eyes. Oh dude, that (laughs) would be too much for me. That almost put me like over the edge. Oh, oh. (laughs) that's gross. But yeah, that'd do it for me. Yeah. So you've got a couple others on here that I feel like are, they're a little more common, Mm -hmm. um, but are often undervalued. Yeah. Um, Hanger steak. Yeah. Have you ever made hanger steak? Mm -hmm. Tell us about it. I feel like it's kind of hard to find. Yeah. I haven't ever tried it because I've never seen it. I mean, I've probably eaten it before in my life. It looks like it's just in between the plate and the flank on a, on a cow, kind of that in between piece. Also known as a butcher steak. Yeah, it's hanging a, tenderloin. Yeah, so it's a pretty tender piece of meat. Bearded butchers talk about hanger steaks on one of their, yeah, that's where on I've one of their seen, videos. That's where I've seen um, it, yeah. And I'm just I'm Googling here. But yeah, it was it was kinda like the butcher special. Like it was a little bit of a I'm gonna hold this back because it's kinda ugly and it's not really big enough to put out a, to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a really tender cut yeah apparently it it's uh basically the only like cut that's more tender than it is the tenderloin yeah apparently yeah with yeah. tenderloin that's that's where the filet mignon comes from yeah that's crazy so, yeah i've never had it but i've i've seen some things on it so yeah so this so is not a, big enough for like a butcher to put out to sell then that, which is why they call it the butcher's cut yeah probably. that's where it started to hang on to it, that Kind of like, kind of like the, the dad tax. Exactly. Yeah. The dad tax. I'm so glad you... Oh, yeah, dude. Whenever my kids get candy, they got to pay the dad tax, and then I take what I want. Yeah. I really don't, because then my wife gives me the look, and I'm like, all right, fine. Oh, no. Daly's just accepted that's the way it's going to be. She gets it. So, um, yeah, so that's a, that's a great one. Oh, my phone's freaking out on me. Um, yeah, and it's... And kind of like the flat iron steak, too. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's as popular around here, so it's kind of harder to find. But, yeah. man, they're great little steaks, and they're normally less expensive. Right. Um, it's kind of like in that sirloin family of Yeah, that's kind of what I understood, price. that it's more of a, a cheaper cut of meat. But 
but you can put a lot of flavor into it and it's pretty yeah. good yeah the last one on here is one man i'm i'm so excited that this is getting more popular and it's way easier to find than when i started in barbecue yeah that's pork belly you've talked about this before like yeah. didn't you try to make your own bacon once oh uh, we didn't try like we've you we've did made bacon a couple of times and it starts with pork belly right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no it's where bacon comes from and man my boys love making bacon mm-hmm. because making bacon is a long process like it because you have to cure the meat and it's in a wet brine so you you take your take your pork belly and you put it in with this brining solution and you use a special curing salt um and then you put it in the fridge mm. and you know, every day you're supposed to go out and like slosh it around and turn it over and make sure it's getting covered. And the boys, oh, right. the boys love it. Pretty into it. Huh? Yeah, they think it's awesome to be able to go out there. Um, that's what started our city slicker pick hunts. Mm. So, right on. Yeah, that started that process, and they, yeah, man, they just they love getting after it that way. Um, but it, you can do a ton of other things with it, like. It's great just to cook on its own. It's I've seen like pork belly burnt ends. Yeah. It looks phenomenal. Yeah. Um, mm. And it's got a... So it's got a big old fat cap on it, mm. which is where chicharron comes from, which is pork rinds. Mm. Like that fat will crisp up. And like if you remember mm. when we were cooking Irv, mm-hmm. um we were struggling there at the end to get it hot enough to really do it, but we had a couple of spots where it like started to blister up. We and got a little crackling from it. Yeah, that yeah. crackling is is really easy to achieve with pork belly. Hmm. So you can have crackling attached to these just like really tender, awesome morsels of pork. Hmm. That um, and it's really popular in a lot of different types of cuisine. Um, it's big in Asian flavors. It's mm-hmm. Obviously, bacon, barbecue, bacon. Um, so I really like it. I've had a couple of people send me a a reel on Instagram about pork belly cinnamon rolls. What? <laughs> yeah. So, like, do they cut it up and put it in cinnamon rolls? No, no, no. So you take you take a pork belly, and it is a whole pork belly oh, for everyone on the going. YouTube. Is like it's. I mean it. It's probably, I don't know, call it 11, 10, 11 inches by 20 or 24 inches, depending on the size. Like, think of the underside of a pig, like that length. Okay. So you take that, you butterfly it open, so now it's, go back to elementary school, Mm -hmm. we're going to open it hot dog style. Okay. Right? So now you've got this big, long roll of pork that you put brown sugar and cinnamon on. Interesting. Roll it up like a pinwheel, tie it, slice it into those pinwheels, Uh and cook it on the smoker. And then as you finish, you cover it in a brown sugar maple syrup mix. Oh, I was afraid you were going to say frosting. I was going to be like, ah, you lost me. But that sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's like a glaze. Hmm. Yeah, not a frosting. Interesting. So... It's either going to be awesome or just gross. The brown sugar I'm fine with. It's the cinnamon that's got me a little... Yeah, I don't know if I'd be down for that. I put brown sugar on ribs and stuff all the time, but... I, I say that, but, like, cinnamon's a pretty big flavor in Asian cuisine. Like, yeah, Chinese five-spice, 
one of the five spices is cinnamon. Yeah, that's so, true. Hmm. Could be pretty cool. I'm pretty sure we just drummed the exact same cadence on our chairs. <laughs> that was wild. Yep. We'll have to I'll have to rewatch the video because I think we did it at the same time. Yeah, they're... Hmm. I mean, we've been friends for a long time. Yeah. But the more we do this, the more we... Uh, the more we realize, like... Hmm. We might be the same person. What did we do today? Well, we were getting ready, and we just both bursted out into the exact same song at the exact same time. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what song it was, though. Hmm. I can't remember. Neither can I. Hmm. Well, anything else, John? I think we covered it. Sweet. Well, uh, this Juke and Q next time. Yeah. It'll be awesome. Super excited for Adam to be on. Yeah. Nervous, but I think we'll learn a lot. I'm pretty excited to talk to him. So. Yeah. Yeah, Adam's the real deal. So um, make sure you tune, tune in next time. I mean, if you've listened this far into the show, I feel like you're going to be there next yeah. time. I mean, you're a diehard ride or die fan at this point. And we really appreciate you also. Yeah. It's so, not lost on us. Here we go. Here's the test to see who's listening this long. Okay. Because I'm not sure my mom even listens this yeah, long. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my family's starting to fizzle. Um, hit our Instagram. We'll put up a... <laughs> this is how I'm going to... I'm no. Gonna, I'm going to... I'm going to... No cheating. Likes. I'm going to post a picture tonight of... Us and all of our kids on on the float, um, asking for likes for round two in the Hiram Parade. 150 likes. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you listen to this episode, I want you to pick your favorite animal emoji mm. and put it in the comments. And use that instead. Interesting. So we still get the like. Yeah, but ma- make sure you're gonna like it. But I also, but listening. I need you to comment. I like it. I'm on board. How depressing will it be if we get zero animal emojis? I mean, I've got like five Instagram accounts that I... uh... (laughs) You can't use that. We got to see who's actually listening. (laughs) Yeah. So, Hmm. just just drop it there. Don't say why. Don't say anything else. Just drop your favorite animal emoji. Love it. And please don't break our hearts. Yeah. Please do it. (laughs) Be really sad. So... Until next time, I'm John. I'm Mike. And we're Fat Guys with Smokers. Thanks for listening to the Fat Guys with Smokers podcast. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe so you don't forget to tune in for even more nonsense from a couple of Fat Guys with Smokers. Don't forget to like, subscribe.